Blog Talk Radio. Southwest and Northwest studios of the Weird Media Network, it's the Romeo Show. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Romeo Show. We are happy to have you live here. Our number is, and please do not yell at us because this was not our choice for our number, our phone number. We, no, me nor Scott did not want this number, but our number here, 516-666. Gee, I bet the Antichrist are really happy that we have these phone numbers like this. 9806. And if you want to join our conversation, please join our conversation live at rightwingmedia.net on Facebook and YouTube and join the conversation on my YouTube channel right now, live at Southern Romeo, where we are live, where you guys can get behind the scenes, meet peeps. You guys can talk to me behind, after, or during the commercial breaks. So you guys can join the conversation. We're always glad to have you. And thank you, Scott, for that awesome introduction. And I really like our, I, I really do like our little new groovy music that we got going on. Where did you find this spiffy music, Scott? Well, I want to thank uh, Mike and Isabella Russell from Music Creative Creative for, um, you know, they're across the pond. Great people, nice people, uh, and they give away a lot of stuff for free. So thanks, Mike and Izzy. Appreciate you guys and your fellow, <clears throat> excuse me, if I don't lose my voice, thank you to your voice, Talents at Music Radio Creative. It's always going to be fun. So, Scott, you know what we're going to be talking about today? No. Oh, Scott's like, oh, I have no idea what the heck we're doing. So, for the last week, I have been talking about news, 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 news. I think it's time okay. that we talk about something a little different. Let's okay. talk about what goes on behind rightwingmedia.net and how do we do the thing? Oh, God. Because there's been oh, some God. big questions like, Romeo, how do you and Scott are able to collab such a perfection or a fantastic show every week, every Tuesday and Wednesday? How do you guys do it in a short amount of time? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, I know, I know. Oh, you mean, okay, I was going to say something really hokey like the old Saturday Night Live bit. We take speed, the little blue pill you don't have to be overweight to need. No, just kidding. The little blue pill? Wait, what? Mm-hmm. That was an old Saturday Night Live bit. Um, when diet pills were uh, made of speed. And uh, and yeah, and then of course it was sort of a fake commercial, one of their fake commercials. And then you have this woman going, and I also collect, collect tons of paper bags. Oh, so wait a minute, I didn't know that was made out of speed. Wow. Yeah, diet pills in the sixties and seventies used to be made of speed, and speed like derivatives. So, and then she, she in the in the the end of the commercial had her in front of a whole pantry full of folded. 
paper bags, you know, the old type that you'd have in grocery stores. And she goes, and I collect paper bags too in case anyone ever needs a paper bag. You know, it's like, no, we we don't do that. We we dip, which uh, is cool, but uh, and drink, but nah, we don't do illegal stuff. Um, yeah, we just do pot. We're just a pot person here. You know, gun well, guy, doo brother. You're li- it, it's legal in your neck of the woods. Me, I turn into a laughing idiot if I ever do that. Well, but, but Scott, we like laughing. I mean, we like when you laugh or, you know, do things yeah. unspontaneous. But we got to give a big shout out to Angelica Palacio. Angelica Palacio. Hey, Angelica Palacio, welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy the show. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit here. I'm going to go way, way back, and we're going to get into how I met Scott. Now, Scott might oh, no. think of this as like a really sob story for him. And I'm doing good, Angelica. And excuse me. Pardon me for the burps. Wow, that was nice. That was fantastic CGIing on my part or sound effects <laughs> on my part. Computer um, graphics, uh, yeah, yeah, with audio. Perfect. <laughs> hey, you know, Shaniqua can do it all. Mm-hmm. But so you've got you guys, a you've got a great producer. Oh well, you I've got you to help me to boot. So you know, you know, we what can I say? Two's a pair, right? Yeah, but catering at my studio is better than yours. <laughs> well, I now. Uh, Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my catering people over here are a little bit more sincere about taking care of the studio. Okay, fine. <laughs> so you guys kind of yeah, I know. I gotta laugh my butt off on that one. So some of you guys asked me, Romeo, how did you meet Scott? Now Scott, you and I, when we first talked on when where what was it? Facebook? Yeah, Messenger. Mm-hmm. Or no, YouTube. I think it was YouTube, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Scott, you, what was it that sparked the conversation to how you and I now are, you know, partners on a media news channel with FM radio? Can you give us, like, kind of give the audience a little peek into our history? Well, I saw some of your videos, and I thought, okay, this guy is creative. He's got a lot of potential, and he could help me grow my comedy. And um, and I thought, well, and we, and we became friends within time, and it's – it was just it was just really cool because um you know while i was you know you were helping me grow my comedy uh, apparently uh, i was helping you grow your comedy too by you stealing actually it's your girlfriend who steals the most comedy i can't believe her hey 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 you don't have one so don't don't be all sour no. sour patch kids over there <sighs> I mean, come on, man. Don't don't be such a sour patch kid. But I understand that that you you saw talent. But what was it that you know? Because like with me, I don't know. Hold on. Sorry, Shaniqua forgot to remind the airport today to lower down on the air pollution today. You mean the noise pollution? That too, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, where's Gretchen? What Gretchen? What's her name? That little girl that goes. How dare you? I've got her name. That, but Gretchen. How something. dare you? Yeah, that that Mark does. How does. dare you? Yeah. Oh God. But Scott, I don't know what attracted me. They're not attractive, but what brought me to to partner? I think it was just the fact, like when I watched you, 
I saw that, you know, you had more potential to put me out there and you had more potential to help me than a lot of other people were able to do. And I really do want to thank you for helping me for all these years, Scott. And um, my catering is bringing me some dip, by the way, folks. Oh, great. Well, uh, I'm still uh, finishing my my lunch of uh, provolone, so, uh, sliced sausage, potato chips, um, macaroni, salad, and uh, what do you call that thing? Oh, French bread, buttered French bread. You know, you've always got to have your bread buttered. It's very, very important, you know, to, and of course, especially the best part of all, when I have a, you know, roll or, or, um, or a bun, you know, for dinner, you know, I, I always like to make sure my buns are buttered. Uh, Oh God, that sounded so wrong. I was going to say, Scott, you might want to remember that buns and rolls being buttered, that could be very ambiguous <laughs> to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So you might be kind of putting us into the PG era there, aren't you? Oh, good. Well, that'll, like that'll test the waters. Go I mean, ahead. now that we're on Google Podcasts as of this week, too. Oh, gee. Oh, we are. Yeah. In fact, I want to thank uh, and welcome any of our listeners for uh, who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, Anchor FM, Spotify, Breaker, and as of this week, Google Podcasts. Thank you all and welcome. Now, Scott, it wasn't only just us being part of the Oh, gosh, how do we put this in a more organic way? It wasn't just our organic humor that brought us to being friends. It was more than that. And I think, Scott, you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Scott's kind of having that little, I'm trying to eat my lunch, but I don't want to throw up. Go ahead. Telegraph it. Let the listeners and me in on it. Yeah. (laughs) Scott and I had more than just we do the same thing. Scott, how long have you been dipping? It'll be a year in October. So, a year, basically, right? Mm. Now, Scott, when you dipped, who can we... Because some of the listeners here, like Angelica, would like to know who put you and started you on different. Was it your mm. was it your dad, your uncle, and your family members? No, actually, I used to watch and still do people like Outlaw and Upchurch and so on, and I would do dip occasionally uh, during a comedy video and so on. But when I met you, oh, dude, you corrupted me. I got further into um, dipping, and um, matter of fact, I'm almost, I'm halfway done with lunch, so I will probably throw in in a bit later. Not that I need the nicotine rush or feel the excitement as my adrenal gland begins pumping out tons of adrenaline and waking me up. Yes, I was. I did sleep in today. It's one of my days off. Now, not that I enjoy the feeling of happiness that comes over me with a bulge out my mouth. Gee, that really sounds wrong, but you get the idea. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, how weird can you get? But speaking of bulge and dipping, we got to talk about a real serious (laughs) subject here. Matt. Oh no. Now I I know oh. because in Seattle and Portland and some other states have become the biggest methamphetamine uh, hellhole, I guess you could call it. We mm-hmm. want to remind anybody that if you are or have and thank you Angela, your thank you for uh telling me she she says, Romeo, you look good today. Love Angelica. Thank you, Angelica. Lots of you too, my friend. I'm 
I look like a hot mess. And now yeah, that that could go anyway. I'll let you guys interpret that one. <laughs> anyway, if you guys have anybody that is part or addicted into a mess situation, please go get help. It's not too late. I know that you can't help people that don't want to be helped. But Scott made a uh, a very good idea that the producers in our show made a little PSA and we'd like to roll it real quick for you guys and hopes that you know maybe we can bring some end to this meth epidemic to this drug epidemic because there are children out there black kids white kids Asian kids all kids of color that are dying from parents that are doing that kind of stuff in their in the homes or around the kids. Kids are dying dying because they can get their hands on it. You know, this is the kind of stuff that you know a lot of people are not paying attention to. And you know, but, Romeo, we go we I've got to say this: we kid around about dip and so on, and and the you know the buzz that you get from that. But the buzz that people apparently get from meth and the feelings and so on do something worse than that temporary high they get. It takes them away from reality. They're not able to make the best rational decisions. They may dwell on stupid things that in life that are relatively pointless in the long run and even hurtful to other people. And they don't get it. They don't after uh, a lot of use, I've read that they these people who are hooked on meth will lack the ability to censor themselves, to even evaluate what they're doing, uh, whether people are being hurt, uh, whether it's something they think is funny or not. It's amazing. And the PSA that we got, uh, I think it's for... Um, I for it'll be it'll be at the at the end of it, but I took uh, a long PSA, cut it down, and you've got a contact uh, number or website at the end. But uh, they were focusing on tons of drugs. Uh, we just trimmed it down to meth only, which, again, not good, not good at all. And we do recommend that you know again, this is a a serious serious topic of conversations that, you know, a lot of family members are not willing to have yet because they know people that are doing this. And, you know, I know people who have done this before. I, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to disclose information, but I've had people that I've cared about for a long time. And when they got into this, what they didn't realize was that when you do math, not only is it a bad thing that you're not, you're just basically putting like car battery acids and a whole bunch of chemicals in there. But when you start using meth, there's a video, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it's on YouTube. We'll have to find it. And it's about this guy who, you know how, Meth is supposedly really high in the LGBT community, supposedly. Now, it shows this video, and it really is true, folks. This is a true blue story, no BS, no nothing made up, that this guy made a video of himself when he was on it, and you could see, like, red pimples and red spots all on his body. Like, you could see some of it on his neck you you could see like when he's scratching his skin how his skin's just starting to kind of look weird these are the things that meth users are facing they're facing getting staph infection which is very contagious staph uh i forgot the organic word the big metaphoric word for it but methamphetamine is a big deal it is something that we cannot not pay attention to we have to start focusing on and my message today is not really just kind of shits and kicks and giggles you know yeah we're going to kind of kick it around here a little bit for you guys and 
we're, we're not really planning anything big. Me and Scott today are just going to be what we do ourselves. But we do mm-hmm. have to get into this topic because before we play this, I want you guys to realize that this is something that mothers, sons, fathers, any gender can get into. And once you're hooked, it's hard to quit. So real quick, folks, let's roll the uh, – and, Scott, we will be right back. We will roll that quick – PSA about this methane. Here we go. They said meth would help me get through my exams. Totally safe. I could party all night. It would help me forget my problems. He said he'd love me forever. They said I wouldn't get hooked after the first hit. They lied. They lied. He lied. Find out the truth. The truth about drugs. Drugfreeworld.org. Drugfreeworld.org. According to the Oxford English Language Dictionary, cyberbullying is the use of electronic communication to bully a person, typically by sending messages of an intimidating or threatening nature. This definition doesn't differentiate about the age, education level, or even the emotional or experiential levels of a person receiving these types of words, images, or videos. Cyberbullying is bullying. And because the Internet travels across state lines, bullying someone online can be legally viewed as a federal offense. And based on the situation, cyberbullying can be remedied under civil or criminal law. And oftentimes, based on the actual and potential degree of harm, most U.S. states, Canadian provinces, and many countries have also made special efforts to address this growing issue. In fact, cyberbullying is often viewed as a form of criminal harassment. Research indicates that persistent bullying can lead to or worsen feelings of isolation, rejection, exclusion, and despair, as well as depression and anxiety, which can contribute to suicidal behavior. Interestingly, according to StopBullying.org, incidents of cyberbullying are often part of a complex interaction. While there might be one ringleader, bystanders may be involved as well. Usually, these accomplices can be legally viewed as being just as guilty as the principal person, or persons, who are committing unwanted aggressive behaviors online. If you or a loved one has been affected by cyberbullying, don't ignore it. Reach out to the platform that has hosted the cyberbullying exchange. These entities have the names, account information, times, and even the ISP addresses of those involved, and are able to take the appropriate action against those accused. This includes various sanctions from their business, including account termination. And while they have, and can use this user information to bring cyberbullying to a stop on their platforms once it's reported, you have the power before you even click for help. Don't try to fight cyberbullies alone, and don't empower them in allowing their attempts to ruin your life. Cyberbullying is bullying, and this online viciousness stops with you. Message from the Weird Media Network, Video Fun Southwest, RightWingMedia.net and the station. Well, we are back with our buddy Scott Hum. Well, Scott, I mean... Seriously, this PSA makes me really sad for people that do this. It hurts. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the other thing, online bullying, you know. I mean, in fact, I've actually been – well, let's just say I have some people I I have suspected that uh, may – who have been bullying may have uh, fallen back into the meth habit, and I – Wish them the best, honestly. They're going to need it, but I want nothing to do with them. Yeah. But, hey, if you guys want to call into the show, please call in at 516. Lord, please forgive me. I will do my Hail Mary praise. Dear Lord, please forgive me for saying this number. Scott, maybe you should do it since you're more kind of better at it than I am. And, I'm, you know, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. Did we have Shaniqua pick this number? So our number is 516-666-9806. Join the conversation. Call online. And you can also watch while on live. Press 1. 
And you can listen live while you are part of the conversation on the YouTube channel as well so that you guys can join the conversation and see what's going on back and forth. And here pretty soon, we are going to be packing the lip here pretty soon, I believe. But let's talk about this. Scott, you said you watched Outlaw. Now, Outlaw Mm -hmm. has been one of the most successful one other than Joey Led's dipping, which I know you're going to probably go. <laughs> Not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Hmm? He's Not my Scott? cup of tea. Yeah. He's not my cup of tea. Yeah. And he's not everyone's favorite, but uh, Outlaw has been very successful. Would you say or go on to say that? Maybe there might be a possible thing right there, Scott, that I think we should reach to Outlaw and get him on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I want to, you know, I want to know, what, what what do you think? I mean, how much has he changed since he first started his show, Scott, to now? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I've actually worked with him once. I did a video collab. He, in fact, his humor has always been, um, I, what can you say, rural base, but very honest. And he takes some risks that are really kind of interesting. For example, he was doing uh, a few shows where he was supposedly sitting on the toilet, and they were called Outlaws Outhouse. Ooh. And so I read. Yeah, I re- and he's just, you know, doing comedy and stuff, reading letters and, and emails and, uh, and so on. So I reached out to him and I said, hey, do you mind if I re-edit one of these, stick in comments and sound effects? Well, of course, the sound effects were bodily functions and things like that that go on in the bathroom. And uh, the comments were in toilet flushes and things like that. And then uh, the... Uh, uh, I put it captions and stuff like that. Has that outlaw who let um, um, an informed professional um, admirer of his comedy collab with him changed? Um, he's gotten more consistent. He's actually done something that your favorite, when uh, Ryan Upchurch does which is bring more of himself in and less of a caricature, less of a amped up, revved up, fake-ish almost version of himself. You know, he's moved away from... He's organic. And, you know, oh, God, I knew, I had a feeling he died, no matter how I danced around it. Yeah. But, uh, he, yeah, he is organic. and um, But honest and true to his comedy... And himself, uh, both these guys are, and I really respect them both. Um, Upchurch, I, I respect amazingly because he released the video documentary that he was part of, uh, Holler Boys, and uh, free on YouTube because a lot of his audience wasn't able to buy the DVD, which was a little bit pricey. Um so, you know, that was a really cool thing. And uh, the only thing I feel really bad about, congratulations to, uh, by the way, Jared Boyce, outlaw, for getting married this last uh, couple months ago. But Congratulations, uh, I, outlaw. Yeah, but God bless him. Uh, Upchurch, you have had more women trouble than – And uh, Nancy Pelosi I mean, is probably going to change her pants. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was hoping you'd say Nancy Pelosi's lesbian partners, but uh, she, she isn't, doesn't allegedly swing that way. But that would have been a funny joke. It, but anyway, uh, no, seriously, um, you know, I mean, ever since Katie Noel, that thing, uh, that thing, I'm not uh, that incident. I'm not calling Katie Noel a thing, but uh, some people would call her far worse. But, uh, and then the recent ones, um, I just cannot imagine a hardworking guy like Ryan Upchurch being um, that monstrous of a person, as is alleged, to uh, 
you know, I just, I, I, I just don't get it. Uh, there must be some weird emotional dynamic going on between uh, th- that, those two. I, I don't know, but what, what I'm looking at is that you know, I, when we talk about like YouTubers, this is our big conversation for the day. YouTuber. So when you yeah. watch like a lot of YouTubers like me and Scott and like Upchurch and Outlaw and all these guys doing this stuff, you what a lot of people don't realize is that there's more to this than just rolling the intro and rolling the camera and then whatever you see is what you get. No. Yeah. For for some people. But for me it it's kind of that way where yeah, sometimes I'll have a very weird out intro kind of, but not very often do I do it. Like I, I could tell that I've changed too. I've different. YouTube has changed throughout the years, but the thing about it is, if like Upchurch and Outlaw, these guys don't change much. I mean, the only thing that they change is that yes, they're getting tired of the same old bickering between somebody or they're just, you know, it, it feels like there's not really much going on for the day, so there's not much for them to do, or if it's just the same thing they hear on the media, they get tired of it, but what what's good about it is, like, these YouTubers have a position to where they can voice their opinion on a social media network that is pretty basically liberal, we should say, and yeah. And no, we're not sorry for saying that YouTube's liberal because, you know, that. why would we lie on rightwingmedia.net? You know, that's not us, of course. No. That's what the liberals wanted us to do. But anyway, the point is, like, when you think about YouTubers, what people don't understand is that, like, Scott, you you know behind the scenes. Give us a little in-depth. Like, it, how how hard is it? Like, what what is... What is it? Does it well, take to be a YouTuber? Well, here's here's the thing. For example, um, and some it's, this is a shameless plug because uh, you, me, um, a guy named Colin, uh, Keegan, uh, Ricky, uh, and David, we're working on a movie that's going to be submitted Uh-oh. to the Dust Network. Oh yeah, and. Uh, it's uh, watchdust.com, and it's basically a science fiction movie. I can't tell you much except it does include it does involve aliens, uh, dip, and kidnapping. I can't really tell you much of anything anymore. But so far we've had, and this is just going to be what is it, about ten fifteen between ten and fifteen minutes. We're budgeting it out time wise. Yeah. And so far, we've had um, individual and group video chats. We've had mock-ups of some scenes uh, that only we are seeing those videos that are working on it. Uh, We put together um, a Facebook group called uh, Wild Space, the motion picture. And, you know, we've written a lot of promotional copy. We've been... rewriting the script we've been working on recasting roles and that's just a little 10 15 minute well it's going to be really super involved because we're going to have what five or six locations and merge all of them together with editing but yeah that is essentially an extended big time youtube video and that's how much went into it um these guys that do this every day same type of thing you can't just uh, and it's like, you know, I, Romeo goes through the same thing because he shoots most of his live with minimal, if any, editing. So he's got to make all these decisions and planning in his head on paper, on the computer, whatever, in advance. How he does it, I'm not exactly sure. Kudos <laughs> to him for pulling all that miracle. But it, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff and a lot of work. And it is not just, you know, like you said, sit down and or stand up and do it and so on. A lot of thought goes into it before and after.
afterwards as well. And it's and it's not easy. Uh, no, and like you said, Scott, I, I will be honest with you guys because you know when Scott mentioned the fact, oh, Romeo does his stuff live, and I, you don't know how I do it. I, I honestly don't think I know what I do half the time when I come out doing live stuff. I one minute I'm gonna be thinking, okay, I got this going on. I got this whole entire show planned in my head, but then something can change in an instant, just like right in the middle of a live, something could happen where one of my viewers are getting into an argument basically with a liberal uh, or some some direction going off. You know, there, there's always that opportunity where things arise, but when you're live, it's different than basic of like when you're not live, you're doing everything by okay, we're shooting this now, and we're going to shoot this now, and we're going to be able to edit, cut, edit, cut, direct, you know, do whatever. Those are things that you know, like I've seen Upchurch do. He's gotten way better at it. Even when he does his game stuff, he's really good at it. When I've watched Outlaw, he's done pretty good. I know, Scott, you're going to probably be snarling at me, and don't you snarl your oh, nostrils no. at me, mister. No. But Joey Let's Dipping, I mean, when I watched some of his video, he did pretty good. I mean, the intro was very cool. The way that, you know, he presented himself was kind of like a very not sad, broken kid, but a kid that kind of went through a lot in his life and changed and well, when, what about yeah. uh, what about Kenny Goodloe? That's another yeah, good, I, that's another good guy on heavy on editing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So well, Scott, you know, I I just uh, thank you, Shaniqua, for uh, coming over and handing that over here. Um, speaking of dipping. Scott, what was my first – do you remember pop quiz to all of you guys that are watching? And if you guys are my true blue fans, you all will remember. What was my first saying when I created my YouTube channel, when I started my dipping channel? What was my first motto? Scott, you sure oh, know. Oh, Scott's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, I wish, hold on. I wish we had this. Go ahead, Scott, and think. Um. No pressure, Scott. No pressure at all. No, help, help me out. Oh, yes. Yes, what is it, Scott? <sighs> the packing. Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a dip and you are watching, listening, I got to go back to it. This, this is my first intro. Scott probably – How I've, I don't think I've used that very often, have I, Scott, anymore. I've kind of directed change. Yeah. That's weird. Weird. Maybe I should start going back to my old intro. Maybe. You know, you're, uh, by the way, you're, uh, my, you know, when I look at your videos, my neck hurts. I'm happy your neck hurts. Oh, thank you. No, really, you've no. got your image on its side. I know. I've been I, trying I to. Yeah, I got to work on that. I mean, at least it's not giving you poliosis. I mean, scoliosis. Oh, yeah. Other than that. This is a neck cramp. Neniosis. Oh, gosh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is? It is time to pack and pack a lip. Scott, I thought you would remember that. How can you forget my old intro? 
Well, it was so good that I didn't have much room in the old brain for uh, that, I guess. Oh, oh okay. That, that was hokey, I know. That was hokey, I know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be dipping on some grizzly buttergreen long cut. And, yes. you know, I got to poke the bear in the butt real quick. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Ooh. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Ooh. You know, good luck. It's a good luck thing. Now, oh, okay. by the way, you guys, on my YouTube channel, we are having a giveaway. Enter. Go to my YouTube channel. Like, share, subscribe, and have a chance to win a orange mud jug. I, I know I really – we've done this before, and I really screwed up on the winners. So this time we're going to do it correctly. We're going to make sure – that the winner gets this mud jug and that this winner is picked out and we will do it live in front of you guys. So share, like, subscribe, comment down below on my lives or on my videos that I just have done before or whatever and say done and I am subscribing to win or I've done it and I will tell you what, who wins? But right now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got two mud jugs here. Oh my gosh! And by the way, I need to really give a big shout out to mudjug.com for letting me shamelessly plug them. I'm not sponsored by them, but they—I've had a conversation with one of them before, and they said, "Yeah, you can give us a shout out on your channel. That's fine." And I would like to do that real quick. So if you guys have not got to, gone to mudjug.com, please go to mudjug.com. They're made by dippers, for dippers, by dippers, and they support dippers in the military. They are a conservative group making mud jugs for dippers like us in a liberal state of California. God bless Darcy Dippers and Mud Jug Dipper 01. God bless them and everyone that works in the mud jug company. And go check out Darcy 01 or Mud Jug Dipper 01. The guys that work at the Mud Jug Factory actually do YouTube videos, and I find them fascinating. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, Chris Dips one. Uh, and Darcy used to be Canadian. Now he's American. I don't know if he's uh, if he's uh, by I mean uh, by uh, citizenship or whatever. But uh, I, I don't think he's by. That would. That, I'm just joking around. No. But uh, anyway, yep. Bob. Also, uh, shout out to uh, my one of uh, my compatriots on that side, Bobby Nolicki, as well. One of their media gurus and and Chris. You know, appreciate you guys, especially on the media side. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to. We found our mud jug for today. We oh, are yes. going to be sitting in old Zixi. Yes, we got a sitting oh. Dixie today. Dixie's going to come back here. So, yeah, we haven't used Dixie for a while. She kind of was on some eternal leave. We don't know how that came about. But we're going to be spitting in our Dixie Confederate mug jug. Now, if you would like to get one, go to mudjug.com. Look for this. You guys can get a single mud jug. You guys can just get all the mud jug stuff you guys need. It is awesome, fantastic. Me and Scott have one, but Scott's got the little uh, pocket spitter, thingamaboober, bobber, thingy, twirly, twiny, uh, however the doctor says it, the twiddly, twaddly, twirly, whirly, burly thing, whatever you call it. Is that how you say it, Scott? Scott? Scott, are you there? Uh-oh, his thing fell out. Well, until he comes back. But anyway, you guys, so we are going to pack a small lip, you guys. Wintergreen, long cut. I'm not going to be doing no big ones. Um, so here's where I was going to talk about before Scott comes back. Real quick, and we're sorry that 602 call dropped. Oh, 602 is back. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, luckily. Not feel luckily. you, but we can hear you. 
No offense, Romeo, but I'd rather you not film it. I I got it. I it's it's oh, an off joke from the Jeff Dunham peanut comedy bit, I guess. Now, if you guys well, know you me, know, he, go yeah. ahead, Scott. I was gonna say, you know, peanut is one of his uh, first. Um, you know, first puppets he had, and uh, of course, it's always important to have your your first peanut near you. Well, I have mine near me. Oh, that's peanut, not that other thing. Okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> We just launched oh, into PG-13 man. now. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, what do we dip? Scott, you always know we dip this. You guys know me, yes. Scott. You already know us very well. You know what we're be dipping. Blursley, Wintergreen, Longcat. Let's get a pinch here. I'm probably going to sound like... I've got a big one. Huh? I got a big one. Oh. Uh, oh. That's a... That, that's a... a that's the thing between my fingers. I mean, uh, the pinch. It, it's big, too. Right now, can we just say that we are sorry, Google and Spotify, for anything that we you hear and we say? It is just out of our control. We we are just too rednecks. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we say. We just say things. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something like Upchurch would say. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, wow. Well, cheers, Scott. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And mm, what well, like, much it, are you running? Oh, you and Scott? Oh, it... Oh. Tastes like... Whoa. Just kidding. Um, uh, the stealth. You better watch that nanobite. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, just gave away another clue for those of you um, following Wild Space, the movie, and that clue is the word nanobot. Well, let's talk about this. You heard it here. Not much away, but Scott, what brought you to creating this story? Since we're talking about dipping, but let's talk about like what brought you to this story. Like, okay. what made you create this story? And do I sound okay? Well, or do I kind of like wait, 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 wait. no, it sounds okay. Um, well, basically, I was a fan of the original um, from the 1950s and 60s when I watched in reruns Outer Limits and Twilight Zone. And then in the 90s, um, CBS paired up with a company called Alliance Mm -hmm. in Canada, and they produced uh, a a new, completely new version. Well, they used some old stories, but some new ones, a lot of, mostly new ones, of Outer Limits and Twilight Zone. And then I came across... uh, the Dust Network, which produces and distributes a lot of TV, or not TV shows, but a lot of uh, YouTube and Vimeo programming that is basically short science fiction um, that is based on the idea of the Twilight Zones and Outer Limits, where it's based on people and stories that are going on with people, not just you know, science fiction stories are too heavy on science and not on fiction. I hate to cut you. And oh, I thought, I hate yeah. to cut you off. We've got to run close on time. But uh, yeah. this is fascinating because you created a story based upon some other old TV shows that probably a lot of mm-hmm. the 90s kids like me, well, I watched Twilight Zone. So. I love Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. especially the one with William Shatner, where there's something on a wing, and he looks out in the wing with the with the stewardess. Nothing's there. 
But when he opens the drapes again, he sees this big, I guess you'd call it like a uh, behemoth or, or abominable snowman or Sasquatch on the plane. So you've got that idea from that. Yeah. Well, then but you had another episode. Come from? No. The what? The characters. Like, um, uh, oh. how, not giving the characters names away, but how did you create the character? Like, where, what did your characters ah. were based off of in your head or in real people that you know? Mm. Well, let's see. Uh, the scientist and the newscaster are stereotypes of probably, I think, five to seven different characters um, from media. Um, the character you play, which we we were not giving away, we're not going to give away because no. that will give away everything. Yeah. But your character is based on a, what's called a pure archetype. In other words, a pure character. Um, pure character type. Um as is the the main other main character you put you have the big scene with and the other two characters are pretty broadly based and actually one of them is very close to the character that he does on his on some of his YouTube videos is that giving away too much well i i now didn't you, not really, but didn't you tell a lot of people, well, there were some rumors that we had to, that name for heaven to be changed from, like, YouTube because, you know, of mm. the fact that YouTube's already covered by honesty. But real quick before we go, we got eight minutes to go. Can you explain yeah. to me, Scott, what, what made you, like, when did you, did you start, when did you start becoming a good writer like this? Well, actually, that's kind of a cool, quick story. Uh, in college, way back when, I took a screenwriting class, and mm, uh, and I'm I'm keeping a watch on the time. But um, I, I had as the prof- as the professor um, Stephen Geller, who wrote the uh, TV. T- uh, or the movie adaption of Slaughterhouse-Five, which is one hell of a book from Kurt Vonnegut. And he also wrote, uh, the, from entirety, the Lottie Papers. Stephen Geller is awesome. Stephen, if you're still alive, I owe you. And then I had a professor, another professor named Alan Baker, who used to work for NBC and BBC and everything. They let him go into um, uh, studios and just play around on the control board before you know, on the vision mixer and so on before shows and so on. The guy could read music and he would just get, you know, when he was doing a music performance, he would just edit by the notes. I mean, and on this tra- on this passage, we're going to cut to, and you know, guy was amazing. In fact, I got to tell you real quick, just before I throw it back to you, and I'm speeding up because I am starting to buzz. This is awesome. Mm. He had to, we had that in class. This one guy who was running a, it was like a directing class, and we were doing this production. And I was at the mixer, and Alan was sitting back observing everything. And this guy was, the, you know, directing the the thing. And he would go back and forth to the studio, to the control room, to the audio room, back and forth. And he was just his negative energy. We were all just we, we were getting infused with it. I mean, we you could feel it. And finally, he uh, he went back in the studio, and Alan goes, he's from England. So he goes, I think it would be better if you put a naked girl up there. And we all just busted and got laughing hysterically. So this guy, come, next time he comes back into the control room, we're all still laughing. He goes, what, what, what? And Alan goes, just, no, no, just just do what you're doing. Go ahead. It's nothing. Go ahead. But, I mean, those, those are two of the guys that got me into producing, which I've been doing freelance production for about the last 25 years. I gotta ask you, how's your gay uncle Arthur doing? Oh, Samantha. You know, we saw this funny one. Uh, I forget the guy's name, and you can look it up. It's called uh, TV Therapy, and he works with a lot of actors who've had old TV shows. And he had uh, Aaron Murphy on, and the premise is these actors have have 
you know, they've gotten out of Gilligan's Island. They've gotten out of Bewitched. And uh, they had she, they had this great line. I don't know if he wrote it, this line, or she did, or whatever. But she the premise is these old TV show actors are having therapy with this guy as the therapist, okay? And she goes, yeah, and I had this – people kept popping in and out of my life. And, uh, and we had this Uncle Arthur. Well, we knew he was gay, you know. And it's just like one of those lines you got you got to see it. TV therapy. Look it up on YouTube. Well, and I, I did want to ask you though, because you told me once you had a gay uncle named Arthur. Does he keep popping in and out of your life though? Yeah, and it's weird. You keep hearing these dings every time he does, and uh, pops the smoke occasionally and stuff. Man, you might want to check on that therapist and see if he's still doing it, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, ring up TV therapy and see if I can get an appointment for that. You never know. That that might help you, Scott. I mean, your humor's organic, but it's okay to get help. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do have this thing I've got to work out. I kind of hate coconuts. What? What? Mm-hmm. Everybody's not super coconuts. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of that that one episode he had Don, the late great Don Wells on. She was uh, explaining what it was like to be Marianne. <laughs> well, I, I feel you know, bad for you. Yeah. But it sounds like, Scott, that you've done a lot in your life. Like, you've taken a lot of old comedy that we, some of us probably back in the 60s or 70s knows like Gilligan's Island and different things and you put them together is that is that correct on saying that or is that kind of incorrect well it's kind of incorrect I don't I don't want to steal the guy's humor I mean I'll cite it TV therapy you got to see it on YouTube but it gives me ideas you know you can always parody of stuff and taking fictional and or real characters and and putting them into a new environment that's kind of what we're doing uh fictional and real ish characters that's kind of what we're doing with uh wild space and that's some fun now real quick before we end up running on time there was this big beef between Luke Combs and Outs and just the whole Upchurch Outlaw song thing. Mm-hmm. What is your quick opinion? I know we probably will talk a little bit more about this next week or next Tuesday about the Confederate flag and kind of have a big conversation about it because this is a big topic. But what is your thought about Luke Combs saying, I'm sorry for my white privilege? On I know we weren't I don't... news today, but this isn't really about news. Yeah. This is more about like what uh, what's going on with the whole Upchurch. What's I'll be your I'll I'll be really quick on it because I'm looking at the time, but um, I he it wasn't even a blasted issue, and I think uh, part of me has to wonder because I've I've done PR. Um, was he just trying to latch onto the Confederate flag issue to get himself noticed? That makes me wonder. It it, it seems more like I think Luke Combs. We'll talk about this next week, but Luke Combs seems to have, what, less fans now than he did before? Mm-hmm. Or do you think he's kind of gone up on fans? Uh, he's going to lose a lot. I think he's going to lose a lot of his fans. Say that again? I mean, the Confederate flag, he's going to lose a lot of fans. I really do. I mean, for the amount of uh, momentary fame he got, it's not going to – it's not going to play out good in the long run. No, it's not. But, you know, that's how it is. Well, Scott, we thank you for joining. And tomorrow, I think you're running the show tomorrow, aren't you? Oh, we're in big trouble. Yo, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, uh, can you give us a brief, quick introduction real quick before we head out? What is your show going to be about tomorrow? Well, on uh, the Romeo Show featuring RightWingMedia.net, we're going to be looking at um, the truth about BLM. One of their uh, gurus uh, is having second thoughts. Trump is back. 
COVID is in the news, and uh, well, uh, let's put it this way: the Wuhan lab. There's a lot more leaking out of that story than a possible virus. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. We got it tomorrow. Thank you, Scott, as always, for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the show. Thank you for the callers that have called in. Thank you for everyone on YouTube that has followed me. Scott, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for dipping with me. Love you, bro. And we'll see you next time on the Right Wing Media. Bye.